Beer on East 9th Street with David Sievich, proprietor. And it's the third anniversary of Good Beer. How's that feel? Pretty awesome. I'm uh, pretty psyched. It went really quickly, but at the same time, it feels uh, even longer than three years. I spent a lot of hours every week here for a long time. Now my schedule is pretty normal, but definitely uh, it's nice. It's good to know that we've, we've been here this long and people really like the spot. I think. Your spot was the first of its kind in this neighborhood, is that correct? It is, yeah. I mean, unless, of course, you count Whole Foods, but of course, they're a giant grocery store, but they have a pretty good beer selection and uh, did, did offer growlers before I came along. But uh, as far as like a standalone beer shop, yes, we are the first. So a trendsetter, because now they're everywhere. Yes, they are everywhere, um, you know, which is great. Uh, I think there's room for one of these in each neighborhood or maybe two depending on how big the neighborhood is and uh, it seems like uh, craft beer bars are opening in neighborhoods I never would have expected before you're seeing them in Midtown and Midtown East and stuff like that which uh, you know wasn't wasn't always the norm for a long time uh, so it seems to be really growing you know the appreciation for craft beers is there in New York City it's great what was the inspiration for opening up a store that sold beer on premise on tap and bottles to go and some snacks was there a, a store that you'd been a fan of that you thought I can do that? No, not really. Actually, I, it started out as the idea to do more of a bar concept uh, with like small fare and local beer and wines, uh, basically. And then the crash in 08 happened, and uh, I go to a lot of bars and a lot of bartenders, and I would ask them how business was, and they, they said it had declined because people just weren't spending as much money. But I knew people were still drinking; they just probably not going out as many nights a week. So I thought, you know, there's no retailer outside of the Whole Foods that's really doing this. So my plan was to do a bottle shop only. It was only after talking to my liquor attorney that he was like, well, wouldn't you want to do growlers? I said, I would love to do growlers, but I don't exactly know how that works legally. He explained how you do it and whatnot. So it started that part of the plan. And, you know, in order to have the license, you have to have the food menu, which I was going to have anyway. So it kind of was just researching what was legal, what was capable of doing. And then I was like, okay, these are all the things I want to do. And these are things I can do by law. So that's what we do it. And then once I had the concept all squared away, I went out to Beercraft to check it out because I'd heard that they were doing basically the same thing um, just out in Brooklyn. So I went there and uh, bought a mix six and kind of just checked the place out. But yeah, they have import beers, but you're really focusing on American beers. Yeah, eighty percent of the stock is American craft. The, the draft lines are always uh, American craft, and that, that's really what we focus on here. But we do, of course, pay homage to the big beer countries, Belgium, Germany, and the UK, and now. Uh, in the last year and a half, two years, we've been doing Scandinavian and other European beers that are influenced by the American craft scene. So your Michelers, your Evil Twins, uh, Omnipolo, uh, stuff like that, um, that really has taken what we've been doing in this country and, and done their own uh, interpretation of it. There's been a lot of demand for those guys, so we brought them in, and, and there was less demand for the English stuff, quite honestly. It uh, appeals more to an older demographic, I think, at this point. Um, and the younger people like the, the Scandinavian and European stuff, so... And you've got, what, 12 taps? 
rotate again? 12 taps, yep. Always rotating. Usually it's only one keg at a time. Sometimes there'll be an exception. Like last week we had two kegs of the Enjoy Buy by Stone, so we just ran them consecutively. But generally it's just it's just one at a time. And you guys have beer events on ongoing basis? We do, yeah. We do them on Tuesdays, usually alternating Tuesdays, uh, unless holidays get in the way. So our next one is this Tuesday with Founders. We do 11 lines, including some really cool, rare founder stuff like KBS, Mango Magnifico, two-year vertical of their Imperial Stout, Breakfast Stout, uh, Rebeus, a lot of cool stuff. So it's going to be great, really good. What percentage of your business would you say is drafts to stay, growlers, and bottles to go? It varies on the day. On the weekend, I don't sure you look around, there's a lot of people hanging out. It definitely starts hitting more on the in-house consumption stuff on, uh, on weekends or, or holidays. So where it gets to maybe 60-40 takeout to, to uh, in-house. Then other days, I mean, it could be 80-20. It could be 80% takeout and 20% in-house. It definitely varies on on the day, but on the weekend, you definitely see more in-house traffic. Tell us the best thing and the worst thing about running a growler or bottle shop. The best thing is you're surrounded by great beer all the time and generally customers that appreciate it and want to talk about it. That's the most fun part of the job is drinking beer and talking about beer with other people that love it. The worst part is we deal with so many beers that are so scarce and rare and you get the same demand from customers. They all want the same beer that I can get if I'm lucky once a year and uh, sometimes very little amount and there's just nothing to go around. It gets a little frustrating when you just can't get the product you want. I won't comment on that. <laughs> I, like, I really like Cantillon, but it's so damn hard to get it. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't say the worst thing was dealing with beer reps. <laughs> no, generally nice people, actually. David, thanks so much for taking the time during your anniversary party. Thanks for the for the complimentary beer. You got it. And here's to another three years. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, guys. Here are two regulars of good beer who uh, we often would see on Sundays. It's Mike and Heather from the BTSH League. Yay! Yay for us. Uh, it's, a, it's a great place to grab some beers after, after hockey and uh, learn about some new stuff. Dave's always good about that. No, I mean, honestly, it's way better to spend two bucks on a very delicious beer than get, like, a $2 PBR to drink on the court. And, I mean, I come here after BTSH every Sunday, and every time I'm down in this neighborhood, too, because the beer's awesome, the vibe's awesome. How would you rank uh, this shop on a scale of 1 to 10? Which is the better one, 1 or 10? I would say 10. We'll go for 10. I'm a fan. All right, 10 for 10. <laughs> I'll go with 11. One extra for Dave being uh, yeah. pleasant and awesome. Yeah. This bottle shop goes to 11. Putting up with us after BTSH. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the bathroom is nice.